In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Some of you may remember um, that movie, that great movie in the 1950s, Quo Vadis. Uh, it starred Robert Taylor, and um, I forgot who his love was in the movie. Um, Quo Vadis is about a Roman centurion who is a pagan and who is in love with a Christian woman. And the story about the centurion is his movement, his pilgrimage, if you will, from paganism or the gods of Rome to Christianity. The thing that is very interesting about Quo Vadis, when um, I was taking Latin and teaching a little bit of it, um, was that Quo Vadis would often be translated as, where are you going? But not so. Literally, Quo Vadis means, where are you marching to? So, dear friends in Christ, Quo Vadis, where are you marching to? Someone, while they were uh, at the open house last week, they were asking, like, you know, how did this come to be for me to, to get here? And I told them the story and how Father and I talked about it before. But afterwards, you know, I realized, you know how I came when I began to come to this place right here, this moment? 1962. That's when I began my march to this place. When we think in terms of words like pilgrimage, we often think, and rightly so, that it is a march to a holy place with a specific purpose. That is pretty much the modern understanding. I've been grateful to have made a number of pilgrimages. The, the three that probably stand out in my mind, to Assisi, to the tomb of St. Francis, who's my favorite saint, to Ephesus, where I had the icon last week, and most of all, to the Holy Land, to the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. We think, we put everything together, we plan everything, and we're preparing our journey. We're thinking about all of the wonderful things that are going to happen on our specific pilgrimage in life. We make a pilgrimage every Sunday to this place and through the life of the church. We began part of our annual pilgrimage in Advent some 100 plus days ago. Think about it. We walked with our Lord through the announcement of his birth, his birth, baptism, to his uh, preaching, miracles, his passion, death, resurrection, and now we're almost close to the end, if you will, of the pilgrimage that the early church took with his ascension and, and the coming of the Holy Spirit on Whit Sunday on Pentecost. And so we think in those terms, pilgrimage as a specific holy march, holy destination that we are headed to. But it's not the destination, it's the journey. We hear that over and over again, you know, 
well, the most important thing, the fun part about it wasn't getting there, it was the journey to that place. But it is that pilgrimage, the journey in between, where we encounter God. If you will, when we get to the mountaintop, as Father and Harry and Emma and Maddie, Maddie when they get to the shrine, I have no doubt in my mind something wonderful is going to happen there in that place. But maybe even something more wonderful is going to happen on the walk and on the journey. See, in our pilgrimage, so often the end becomes our focus point that we lose sight of the journey to this place. On, I might have mentioned to a few people on, on Ash Wednesday, which was my second time with you, and I'm living at the Hilton Garden Inn uh, off and on. I'm sitting and thinking, ah, okay, this is a nice place to stay, but ah, this is a horrible way to do it. I really wanted to have our house all set up in February so that by the time I got here, we would have a house. But no, my surgery got delayed. So I couldn't walk for two months when I was supposed to have the surgery in October. I sit and think about all those um, stops along the way that seem so inconvenient. So on Ash Wednesday, I go down to the bar to get something to eat. I just sit next to a man who is talking and we come in conversation. I don't have my clericals on. And he sighs and he says, you know, today is Ash Wednesday. I, uh, I just, I've missed not going to church and receiving ashes. It's, it's so important for me. I, w I wish, we're just having a conversation. I said nothing about who I am. He said, you know, I wish I could have been at church. I, for some reason, I feel like I wish I could be talking to my priest. And at that point, funny you should say that, sir. <laughs> and then we talked about his spiritual journey. All those little things that I thought were inconveniences have meaning. God was encountering me and I was encountering God. In the scriptures, we hear about various pilgrimages, and as I think it's probably a lot better, um, Pellegrinus in Latin, where we get the word uh, pilgrim, would probably be best defined as, it says foreigner, but wanderer, and not wandering without purpose, but someone who wanders. Like, I don't know if any of you go out to the woods, you don't have any purpose, you just like walking and going out, or I like doing that, going to a big city. I don't have any agenda, no meetings today. I'm just going to go walk out and explore, see what I find. And in the process of the journey, we encounter inconveniences, we find difficulties, but we also find little joys. So the wandering of the Hebrews for 40 years, their pilgrimage, to make up for their foolishness, we think in terms of punishment from God, but maybe it was more of a repentance for them to turn themselves around. So they needed their pilgrimage to turn themselves around. 
John the Baptist, his wandering in the desert, a sense of purification and making himself ready for the mission that he had that was in front of him. Our Lord, his pilgrimage to become closer to his father, to know his father, to fortify himself with prayer. We think of all those things as pilgrimages, as wandering. But there are the little things that we do in life. Pilgrimages that have meaning for us, if you will, in a psychological or emotional way, where God will act. And it doesn't seem like there's anything religious about it whatsoever. Maybe we make the pilgrimage back to the place we grew up. Take the kids along or the grandkids. That's the house where I grew up, or that's the land that used to have the house where I grew up. That's the school I went to. This is where I met your mother. This is where first job. We go back and we remember those, have those pilgrimages because we remember the specialness, the uniqueness, the wonderfulness of that experience, how it touches the heart. We make a pilgrimage to the cemetery to think about the ones we love who are no longer with us on this side, but know that they're part of our life just beyond the veil. And we remember them. We think about them. This particular weekend, people, in addition to making pilgrimages to their summer spots or their weekend getaways, all the cemeteries that are being visited, and we recall what those men and women had done. Those are destinations that help us remind us of the journey that we are on. Bishop Charles Grafton, a hero of mine who was Bishop of Fond du Lac once upon a time, wrote a book, Journey Godward. That is where we are headed. And even in that journey, there is no destination. When we get there, we don't simply say, well, I've arrived. There's nothing more to do. A lot of times we think that heaven might be the place. All those questions that I had, now I will know everything. No, you won't. Only God knows everything. All we can do is grow in the knowledge of God. I will love completely. No, you won't. That they may, as we say in the prayer for the whole state of Christ's church when we pray for the dead, that they may grow in continual love of thee. We cannot capture God all the knowledge, all the love that he has, plain and simply because we are not God. But our pilgrimages and our journeys right now, right here at this place, should not be overlooked. They should not be dismissed. They should not be seen as inconsequential. There is a reason and a purpose for God, for you, and even if you make meaning for yourself, 
why you are sitting in these pews, why I am standing here, so that we can know him. And so that we can grow in that continual knowledge and love of him. One of my favorite books is by C.S. Lewis, Chronicles of Narnia and The Last Battle. Uh, Aslan, for those of you who don't know, Aslan is the Lion King of Narnia. And, of course, there's many, many metaphors that C.S. Lewis uses. Aslan is basically the Lion of Judah. The King of Israel is the Son of God. And at the end, at the last battle, he invites the sons of Adam, the daughters of Eve, the kings and queens of Narnia. He invites them to go uh, further up and further in. That there is no place when we get to heaven that, oh, well, this is it. It's infinite. Constantly, we, we can't even fathom what it must be like to constantly be growing in the love of God. We can't imagine. And so Aslan speaks at the end of the book. The end of our pilgrimage on earth is truly the beginning of our journey of our pilgrimage in heaven. And then as Aslan spoke, he no longer looked to them like a lion, but the things that began to happen after that were so great and beautiful that I cannot write them. And for us, this, the end of all the stories, and we can most truly say that they all lived happily ever after. But for them, it was only the beginning of the real story. All their life in this world and all their adventures in Narnia had been the cover and the title page. Now at last, they were beginning chapter one of the great story, which no one on earth has read, which goes on forever, in which every chapter is better than the one before. Our earthly pilgrimage and journey is the start of that every chapter until we get to the next chapter of heaven. The pilgrimages and the destinations that we go to are intended to connect us, to reconnect us, to help us remember our God. There is the crash. Manger, Bethlehem. There is the River Jordan. There is the desert. There is Calvary. There is the empty tomb. There is the throne of heaven. And we pilgrimage, we wander to that place. For this purpose, and this purpose alone, to know him, 
to love him, to serve him, to be happy with him in our journey on earth, and to live with him forever in our journey in heaven. Amen.